Did you eat too much? I did. I ate way too much. It was awesome. We had, uh, we had prime rib. It was really good. Did, uh, what'd you get for Christmas? Anybody? What'd you get for Christmas? New shoes? Anybody else? Google? What? You got, hey, Google? Like a little, a little thing in your house? What do you call that? That's <laughs> fine. <Spy. laughs> Gary's got nothing to be, to worry about, man. He's clean as can be, so you could spy on Gary, and it's all good. Yeah, I got a couple golf clubs, um, and uh, I was really grateful. My my only job at Christmas is Tammy stocking. So she she actually um, I offered to purchase her the presents for her, but she chose some stuff off Amazon instead. That she got to pick <laughs> after 30 years, we've decided that's the the best way for us. <laughs> and so um, I, I nailed the stocking though this year, didn't I? Yeah. I did. I nailed the stocking. So it went well. Good. Well, um, today is the last Sunday of 2020. Can you believe it? And it's been a crazy year. Have, has it not? Even on Christmas, it was it was crazy this year. But you know, you got the elections, you got the pandemic. Division in our country, rioting, defunding the police. Oh my gosh, there's been so much going on in this year. Um, I wanted to kind of um, turn our focus and teach on a spiritual practice that um, has been very helpful for me over the years, especially during difficult and challenging times. I think we're all aware that you have peaks and you have valleys, right? You have mountaintops. And you have valleys, and you know you can be here on a Sunday morning, and and Gary singing "Heaven is here now," and you're thinking, "Wow, heaven is here now. This is amazing. I never want to go home." And later that day, you could be in the valley, or the next day, or the next week, whatever, in the valley, and you're thinking, "Where is God? Have I ever been close to God? Does anybody love me?" You know the 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 thoughts that go through your mind when you're in those valleys, and it's when you're in those times that it's it's very important that we learn how to encourage ourselves and strengthen ourselves. And we've talked about this over the years at Heritage, and I want to focus a little bit on one specific tool today. So um, this tool has been super encouraging to to give me faith during those times, but also um, I think it's it's vital in helping us walk into our destinies that that we have in the Lord. You know, each one of us, God has purposes and plans for our lives. And in order to get there, we're going to have to learn how to press through some tough times and stay encouraged, even in the midst of some difficult circumstances. And this is a tool that will help you do that. So are you guys interested in that? Yeah, okay, good. So um, what is that tool? Today, I'm going to talk about keeping the testimony, keeping the testimony. Jared hinted at it a little bit in his prayer. So we're going to, I know for a lot of us, this is not a new concept. For some of us, maybe it is a new concept, but for a lot of us, this is a reminder, but it's one of those things that um, even if you were good at it a few years ago, if you're not good at it today, we need to just sharpen the sword and be good at it. So a lot of what I'm going to talk about um, is from a study, a small group study that we did. Um, I've done it three times, actually, um, from Bill Johnson called Strengthen Yourself in the Lord. 
And um, with everything, you know, I always eat the meat and spit out the bones. I agree with almost everything in it. And it's been actually probably the best small group study I've ever personally participated in as far as what I've benefited from. I'd say Alpha Course and Strengthen Yourself in the Lord have really stood out for me. So this is one of the weeks in there. But we're going to get into the Word and talk about this. Before we do, let's, let's pray one more time. And just ask the Lord to really illuminate our hearts this morning. Father, um, we thank you that you are with us in the midst of everything. In the midst of the great times and the rough times. In in the midst of our, our deepest, worst moments, you're still with us and you're for us. And Lord, this morning as we talk about keeping the testimony I ask that you would make deposits deep in our hearts to those that are here and those that are um, watching online, God, that you would make a deposit in our hearts that would be there and we would retrieve from those deposits during those tough times. Would you illuminate your word to us this morning in Jesus' name? Amen. Amen. All right. So grab your Bibles and turn to Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6. So in chapters 4 and 5, if you're familiar with Deuteronomy, this is toward the end of Moses' life and career as the leader of Israel, and he's giving them the law. And um, and, and in chapter 6, he picks, they're getting ready actually to enter the promised land pretty soon. Um, And he, he starts communicating with them about the laws and explaining them to Israel. So it says in verse 1, we're going to kind of skip around. So Stay in chapter 6, and we're going to skip around here throughout about half of the chapter, but I'm not going to read it all because it would take a a long time. So in verse 1, it says, This is the commandment, the statutes and the rules, that the I'm reading out of the English Standard Version, um, that the Lord your God has commanded me to teach you, that you may do them in the land to which you are going over to possess it. And we know Moses actually didn't go, so he's like, He's prepping them. When you guys go into the land, this is what you're going to do. And skip down to verse 10. In verse 10, it says, Moses said, And when the Lord your God brings you into the land that he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give to you, then take care lest you forget who brought you out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of slavery. He's like, times are going to get tough and you're going to be tempted to forget. So I want you to take care lest you forget. I don't know if you've ever forgot. Sometimes I forget. It's like, which way's up? You know, so sometimes we have to be intentional to remember. We have to take care lest we forget. In verse 17, it says, you shall diligently keep. So go ahead and skip down to verse 17 if you haven't. We should, you should diligently keep three things. Are we good? <laughs> you shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord. Say commandments. commandments. And his testimonies. Say testimonies. testimonies. And his statutes. Say statutes. Which he has commanded you. So you're going to diligently keep these three things. The first is commandments. It's the mitzvah. That's the Hebrew word. And pretty much uh, everyone generally sees that as encompassing the law, 
You have the, the law of Moses. You shall diligently keep that. And then the testimonies, which um, is the edah, which is a testimony or a witness. And the third one is statutes. I'm not even going to attempt that one, uh, how to say it in Hebrew. But basically, um, most people see that as the specifics, like if you have the whole law and then you have how you're supposed to do the sacrifice and anoint the, you know, do all that, that those are the statutes, the specifics of the divine command. So you're going to keep these three things. And let's continue in verse 20. When your son and daughter ask you in time to come, what is the meaning of the testimonies and statutes and the rules that the Lord our God has given? commanded you, then you shall say to them, we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt. So notice what he's doing. He's telling the story, right? He's telling the testimony. You'll tell them, we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt, and the Lord has brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand, and the Lord has showed us signs and wonders with great uh, great and grievous. I mean, it was gnarly. You guys have seen Prince of Egypt, right? It was gnarly, everything that, w- that happened there um, against Egypt and against Pharaoh and all his household before our eyes. And he brought us out from there, from Egypt, that he might bring us in and give us the land that he swore to give to our forefathers. So um, he, we're commanded to keep the testimony, keep the testimony. So that's our subject today. So I want to define testimony a little more. How many of you like um, to watch crime, uh, you know, like court movies or TV shows or police shows? My kids make fun of me because I, I really enjoy those. Even, you know, if I'm late at night, I'll turn on, and I can't sleep, I'll turn on Perry Mason. Uh, you know, for those of you who remember Perry Mason, uh, I watched some younger ones too. Uh, they're not coming to mind right now, but I don't only watch old shows. I do watch some younger ones. Uh, anyway, Blue Bloods, I love Blue Bloods. It's, it's one, of my, one of my favorites, <laughs> Blue Bloods. It's back on. Um, but when they have a witness... They bring them up to the witness stand to give their testimony, right? They say what they saw, an eyewitness testimony. And so that's basically what the testimony is. It's remembering what God has done. So um, actually in, in Psalm 119, verse 111, there's a lot of verses in Psalm 119, you may, you may remember. Uh, verse 111 talks about the testimony is our heritage. It's our inheritance. So everything that God has done and is doing, it's our heritage. It's our inheritance. So that is what the testimony is. It's, it's the record of his nature. It's, it's what he does. It's, it's who he is. It's the, the things that he is doing. Those are the testimony. Um, they actually become a lens. They're supposed to become a lens through which we see things. One, one of my sons, I won't put out, point out which one because they're all here today, but we all know who, um, got some sunglasses for, for Christmas. And he picked them out, and they they're actually have rose-colored lenses or red lenses in them. And so you can actually see life through rose-colored lenses, right? The testimony becomes a lens through which we see things. So that when the Egypt, you know, the Israelites, if they're ever found themselves enslaved again, they can look through the 
testimony of being delivered from Egypt, and they can say, you know what? God did it for us before. He's going to do it again. And even if he doesn't, I'm still going to trust him, right? Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said. So they become a lens through which we see things. So I think it's kind of an understanding of what the testimony is. But the question is, how do we keep the testimony? We're commanded. Not only the Israelites were commanded to keep the law and the testimony. So how do you keep the testimony? I'm going to give you three real simple steps into keeping the testimony. And the first one is super easy. Um, It's just pay attention. (laughs) Pay attention. When, When you look in your life and you see God doing something, remember it. Write it down. Like if you have a grocery list, you're going to the grocery store, you want to remember what you're, you're going to get, most people will make a grocery list instead of just winging it. Some people wing it, and that's, that's always interesting, right? But <laughs> for me, I, I love lists. I write things down anyway, so this comes naturally for me. But um, pay attention. Write it down. Even in 2020, I know that God has been moving in your lives and doing great things around here. And if we just took time and talked to each person, we could hear the stories of what God is doing. Well, write it down. Remember those things. You can put a note on your phone. You can get one of those little composition books that we used to have here. You can write it in those, but, but write it down. And then when you're going through tough times, or even I like to do this at New Year's, I'll revisit. I have a section just for for testimony. So I have journal in one area. I do that on my phone. And then I have a, a list just for testimonies. I'll look back. Hey, this year I saw God come through in this relationship. I saw God come through and solve this problem at work. I saw God come through and bring healing in this area, etc. And when you look back, it encourages you and stirs faith and encourages you. So step one, super easy. Pay attention. That's it. Pay attention. My friend in high school always used to say, we're so poor, we can't even pay attention. <laughs> There's a dad joke for you. But uh, we were in high school, so I don't know how I was doing dad jokes then. But the second, the second one is this, to remind ourselves of what God has done or to meditate on it. And so when you think of meditate, don't think of Eastern religion meditation where you empty yourself etc. No, biblical meditation is like when you meditate on scripture and you, and you think about it, you, you memorize it, you write it down, you, you focus on it, you meditate on it. And, and if you don't know how to meditate, um, just think about when you're worried about something and how it runs through your mind over and over again. That's like bad meditation, right? And so this is the opposite. We're fixing our minds in Philippians 4. It talks about it, whatever's true, whatever's right, whatever's good, whatever's praiseworthy. Think about these things. And so we fix our minds on what is good. And, and you go, you know what? Every day you can get up and just start giving thanks and, and celebrating God for, for the testimonies. Make it a part of your, your morning devotions or whatever your routine is uh, of the good things that God is doing in your life and meditate on it, and that's how we keep the testimony. And then the third third one is, I already talked about a little bit, is to consciously make it a lens through which you see things when something difficult happens. Because it's easy when you're in, when you're here on Sunday morning and 
and we're worshiping or, or Peter's preaching and you're like, it, it all makes sense right now. You see things clearly. It's in those difficult times um, when, when it becomes uh, more fuzzy and you're thinking, oh my gosh, is God really with me? You know, I, I know uh, I'm not a big boxing fan, but for my generation, probably the, the biggest boxer was Mike Tyson, who recently um, uh, had a, a fight recently and a comeback, which I guess he did look older and they shortened the rounds, but he could still hit pretty hard. And so he used to say this because everyone would talk about how they're, they're, uh, they're going to beat Mike Tyson. And he would say, everyone has a plan until they get punched. And it's like, oh my gosh, this guy hits really hard. And he did. I mean, that's why he knocked so many people out. Everyone's got a plan until they have a punch. And so you've got your plan. And then one day you just get take that punch. You know, we've been talking about spiritual warfare and, and raising this, the shield of faith. Peter talked about last week. It was so great. But you have to keep the testimony of God's goodness and what he's done in your life and that history. It's like your own salvation history of what God's done in your life um, as a lens through which you see things, and it will give you strength to feed off of in the midst of the difficult times. Sound good? So that's it, three things. It's a lens, you got to meditate on it, and you got to pay attention. Um, grab your Bibles again and turn to Revelation 19. So this is toward the end of Revelation. I just recently read through it again. It's like, you know, it starts out the letters to the churches in the middle. It's very cryptic and mystical with all sorts of bad stuff happening. And at the end, the good stuff starts to happen. <laughs> you know, this is toward the end when the good, it's the transition towards the good things. Um, in chapter 19, verse 9, it says, the angel said to me, so this angel is talking to John, the apostle, he says, write this, blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are the words of God, the true words of God. Then I fell down at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, you must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers who hold the testimony of Jesus. We hold the testimony of Jesus. He says, worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And you may have heard this verse taught on before, but it's been key in my life, and I've, I've seen it happen over and over again. There's actually supernatural power, like prophetic power, in the testimony that when you share it, it releases a grace to where that person says that's hearing it, you know what, if God did that for you, maybe he'll do it for me. You know, you, you may have heard, you may remember when we had the book Testify, we talked about the root word for testimony. One of the, one of the meanings of the root word for testimony is to do it again. And, and so when we share that testimony, it's like, it's like you're releasing a prophetic word saying do it again. And let me share one example on that. Um, I don't remember what year it was because we, we were here for a long time. But it was, it was a while back, maybe five or ten years ago, and I was in the sanctuary over here on the right side, and a friend came in. Um, we'll call him Dave. His name's not Dave, but we'll call him Dave. And you could see he was walking funny, and I'm like, man, what is going on with you? You know, like, this is not your normal walk. Oh, man, this morning I just got out of bed, and, and my back was hurting, blah, blah, blah. Um, and recently we had seen God heal 
a few different people's backs. And, and I told them, hey, last, I don't remember if it was last week or the week before, but um, the other day we saw this person came in in a similar situation. We prayed for him, and their back was immediately healed, and they left pain-free. Can I pray for you? And he's like, yes. And I tell you, we prayed for 10 seconds, and his back was immediately better. He was touching the ground, and he was go- And this was a guy who you wouldn't, you know, he's not a guy that, that goes after healing or reads books on healing. You know, this was new for him. And, um, and he thought, oh, my gosh. And let me tell you, it was the, the power in that testimony. It was a, the power of the Lord through sharing that testimony that paved the way for that healing just came like instantly. And, and it can do that no matter what you're talking about, whether it's, it's healing or it's finances or it's um, deliverance or it's a relational issue or it's something at work or even, uh, you know, in school, if you're having trouble studying for a test, uh, someone shares a testimony, this was hard, I prayed, it got easy, bam, like it, it carries in it the grace from the Lord to help achieve that again. It, it's amazing. So this is how we overcome and stay strong through sharing the testimony. Um, one last scripture I want to look at is in Revelation chapter 12. I'm going to read verse 10 and 11, but uh, focus in on 11. Again, John says, I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of God and the authority of Christ have come for the accuser of the brothers, we're talking about spiritual warfare again, has been thrown down who accuses them day and night before our God. And then verse 11, and they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they love their lives even unto death or they wouldn't even, you know, they wouldn't um, deny me even if they were going to die. So, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. There's power to overcome in the word of our testimony. We have to remember it. We have to rehearse it. We have to share it. We have to repeat it. Um, there's this, this song uh, that's on, I forget which album. One of, one of my sons might remember which album. It's one of the recent Bethel albums, um, and it's called Catch the Wind. And um, it starts out, I am strong and full of life, steadfast, no compromise. Um, I'm going to catch the wind. I'm going to catch the wind. What I didn't know is the the person who wrote that song was going through a very difficult time, and she was just basically prophesying over herself. And she found that when she sang the song, the Lord gave her that it gave her strength. And so I watched a video where she shared that testimony. And sure enough, on the way to work, like, you know, I, I go to work really early in the morning. Some days you get up and you just don't have it. You ever, you ever get up and you think, today's going to be one of those days. <laughs> I just got to get through the day, right? And you're hoping no one calls with problems, but you know it's probably going to happen. Um, so you better strengthen yourself. And so um, on the way to work, as I'm remembering her testimony of how God used this song in her life, I'm singing I'm strong and full of life, steadfast, no compromise. I'm going to catch the wind, the wind being the Holy Spirit and what he's doing in my life. And I can tell you, it brings about a shift just remembering the testimony and also declaring that and and singing that song and coming into agreement with the word of God and, and what he's saying. But they overcame him 
by the blood of the lamb and the word of his testimony. So what you focus on, it matters. And what you say, it matters. So let's focus on whatever's true and right and praiseworthy, and let's repeat those things and, and lift Jesus up. And I'm telling you, as you do, you will sense God's goodness. Um, I've got another story, but I'm going to skip it right now. Um, so as 2021 approaches, I would love to say that January 1st is going to hit and everything's going to be back to normal, right? But it's not looking that way. Um, so I don't know what 2021 brings. I'm sure it brings a lot of good things and a lot of challenges. We didn't know what 2020 was going to bring. But as 2021 approaches, we need to make a choice on what we're going to focus on. It's like we're our own air traffic controllers. We get to pick what we're going to think of, what, what thoughts are going to land in our mind, and what we're going to focus and dwell on and meditate on what God has done and is doing. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right. So this is an important tool. Um, I wanted to share it this morning because I wanted to kind of lay a foundation at Heritage once again of keeping the testimony. I think we were really good at this at one point, and we're going to get good at it again. And as we do, we're going to see more and more testimonies just flow in because of the power in the testimony as we share it. But that was the message portion. Now we're going to transition to the lab portion of this morning's service. So what time is this? 1130. We got lots of time. This is good. So, um, so this is what I want to do. I, I want each of you to pull out your phone um, and, and make some notes on your phone. Now, if you don't make notes on your phone, we do have some brand new pens that nobody has ever touched in a box back here on the stool. Um, you can grab one of those and a piece of paper that's right next to it. And I, I'm going to give you three minutes to um, think through some testimonies of what God did in your life. If he did something in 2020, um, that would be great. Or even just a testimony you want to share that God's reminding you of. And I want you just to, to write those down. And then we're going to have some people share some of these stories this morning. Um, Rick is going to be my, my MC, my filter. So if you want to share a testimony, Rick will kind of be over here by the prayer need prayer sign. Um, and at the end of the service, if I don't remember, I do want the prayer team to come up at the end and we're going to pray for people that, that need prayer. But if you have a story you want to share, just let Rick know and, um, and we're going to share it. We're, we're asking people to keep it within about 90 seconds so we can have a few people share. Um, and if you do go too long, I'll give you the little love tap on the shoulder like, amen. Right, that means wrap it up. Okay, so go ahead and write down your, your testimonies. I see you texting or writing. This is the lab portion. We should have pulled up the Jeopardy music for this. <laughs> and if you're watching online... Get a piece of paper out and write some testimonies down because God can use it right in your, your living room. We watched church online a number of times, and it was, it was good. There were some times that were good and some times where I didn't pay attention, just to be honest. <laughs> All right, keep writing those testimonies.
can be a big testimony or a small one. You know, James chapter 117 says, every good and perfect gift comes from him. You know, I found a nickel. There's a testimony. (laughs) Salvation testimonies, provision testimonies, relationship, work issues, financial healing, deliverance, encounters with the Lord. You know, the list, it can go on and on. All right, while you're still writing, um, Birgit has a testimony she's going to share, so give Birgit a big welcome. Good morning. So I've been volunteering for the last 10 years at the local crisis pregnancy center where we offer free pregnancy tests and ultrasounds. And when COVID hit, you know, we had to make some decisions, so we said that Parenting classes will be online, but we will never shut our door to the girls that face an unwanted pregnancy or a crisis. And we did not really know what to expect this year. And looking back, our numbers show that we had the most babies saved this year ever in the last 12 years. And for me personally, so every time a client comes, not only do we want the baby saved, our biggest desire is to see the mom's life changed and saved as well. So we always try to share the good news of Jesus too. And this year, and normally throughout the year, I have about three to four clients that will surrender their lives. And this year I looked back and I was stunned that each of my clients, every single one, either surrendered their lives to the Lord or rededicated their life. So praise God for that. It just blew our mind. That's amazing. She said it was like 10, like 10 people over the year, which is incredible. All right, you going to share the same story? Yeah, is that okay? <laughs> you want a different? I'll leave you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so most of you, a lot of you would know that we, uh, my, my family, we just came back from being in South Africa for three years. And while we were there, we went, the kind of visa we're on, it's called a volunteer visa. And, um, you can't, you know, you can't work there. You can't be paid. So we really lived on faith for that three years and we really saw God, um, you know, it was, he was extravagant and generous and, you know, we, uh, most months it was just like, we never had to really think about money, but there was a month, probably about a year and a half ago where, um, I had more month than money. Um, and so I was looking and thinking, okay, God, how are we going to get through this month? We were about maybe, maybe seven or $800 short for the month. And, um, so I'm praying and I'm fretting and I'm anxious and I'm like, God, what are we going to do? Like, how are we going to get through this month? And, and, uh, right around that time, a friend of mine, actually from here, um, texted me and said, Hey, I want to give you guys some money. How can I do that? And so fortunately for us, Kathy's house was processing any kind of anybody who wanted to give money could give it to Kathy's house. And they did that. And it was like just enough money to get through that month. And so, um, so the next month, talking about the power of testimony, the next month, you know, again, we had a month where it's like, kind of like ah, okay, how are we going to get through this month? And so, again, I'm praying, and I'm like, oh, God, God, how are we going to get through this month? And I'm feeling anxious and fretting and stressed. And, and God said, well, didn't, didn't I take care of last month? And I said, yeah, you did. He goes, well, what are you worrying about? And uh, it was just one of those moments where um, God just, rem- he reminded me, of his faithfulness. And then I, from that point on, I don't think we had a month where we really had to worry about money again. So that's my testimony. All right. 
got time for a couple more. So if you want, just talk to Rick. Um, I'm Calvin. And something happened to me April 6th, which really changed my life. I was a battered child when I was 11 years old, and I was shut down for 55 years, even though some of you think I'm kind of a talker. Well, I'm a listener, too. So anyway, I woke up at 4.40 in the morning, and this is what I heard. You've been called to preach the gospel, you know? I said, yeah, I know. And I heard this, follow me. And I'll tell you what, the cloud left had been hanging on me for 55 years. And it happened on the, on the birthday of the brother I had the problem with. When he was three years old, and I was 11. And um, for eight months, I have been on fire. So that's my testimony. So, Thank you, Jesus. That's good. I'm going to a little bit read this to make it fast. Um, two sons, very adult at this age, and I've been praying and praying that they would know Jesus. They've heard of him them since they were itty-bitties, but to say that he, he was theirs. Um, at the end of 2019, my one son was traveling in New Zealand, knew he had something very terrible and wrong in his stomach, and could not get any help at any hospital. They just said, take this pill, take that. Five days till he got to a hospital that the doctor knew what was going on, got him immediate surgery. For five days he had had an internal hernia trapped. And usually within a day of that, you've got mad infection and perhaps death. No, no infection, nothing. Wow. But my son, for him to be able to know the God grabbed hold of him. Yeah. The other part of this miracle is that during that time that I got him, I've got my 20-year-old grandson on the phone telling me this, I could raise my hallelujah that I didn't fear, I didn't scare. And then I also found that people had been praying for me that didn't even know. They just would wake up in the night and knew there was something going on. Secondly, in August of 2000 here, his younger brother by two years, blood clot in the leg got to ER, there were clots in both lungs. Hemoglobin was too low for immediate blood thinner to be put in. So two units of blood given as fast as they could. Then all testing could not find the source of what the bleeding had been to have it be down so low. And then they went after signs of cancer because there's something, nothing. I believe the Lord healed him and again, how I could not go to the hospital or anything. It's raising my hallelujah when everything was so scary and it kept me grounded. Both boys, I know the Lord has been speaking so loudly to them. Yeah. Though neither of them have said, oh, mom, take me to church four times a week. But the Lord is at work constantly. Yeah, that's good. All right, we got one more, Kay, and then I'm going to share a couple things. Isn't it great to have the stories back? Yeah. Um, actually, I, I've got to do what you said, you know, write them all down, because I have about six or seven times the Lord has saved my life. So I'll just give you two. The first one and the latest one. And the first one was when I was about 
four years old. Uh, my father had died when I was three and a half, and I'm the last of six children. And um, my mother had uh, taken me to town, and this is in Pennsylvania where we lived, and I grew up. <clears throat> and um, I was excited to come home. We got off the Greyhound bus, and I ran across the highway, you know. And because that's the way it is, life out in the farm country. And uh, a car came, and my mother was yelling, K, K. And um, this car almost ran over me, but something held me back. And now I know it was an angel, because I felt a swoop. And I thought, I can't move. And the car was right there. And uh, that's how the Lord saved my life wow. early. Wow. And then uh, the last one was just um, about a year ago in Reading. We were up there for two years. And um, Gary had open heart surgery. And that's a story all by itself. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm driving home on the freeway. There's a truck in front of me there and there. And I'm in the lane near the, the end. And um, um, it rains sometimes in, in uh, Reading very hard, mm. like a downpour. And that's what happened. And I'm driving along, and all at once, my windshield wiper, off, it goes. And I'm like, I can't see a thing. I can't even see to drive off. And I just went, God, help me. <laughs> just like that. Within two seconds. And I kid you not, the sky was blue right there. Wow. And all the rest of the way home. Wow. So. That's good. That's good. Praise God for that. So as we've been sharing um, about these stories, and, and I talked about the, the grace, the power in these testimonies, I do want to pray for some people this morning, but I want to share another one real quick. Um, so again, I don't remember what year it was, but it was a time similar to this, and um, actually had a, um, we had opened it up and ask some people to share some words of knowledge. If you're not familiar with words of knowledge, it's when God supernaturally impresses something on you of, you know, that he wants to communicate. Maybe it's something he wants to do. And this, we were specifically, I, I love healing. You guys know that. Um, and so we were going after healing, and we had a word of knowledge for, um, for migraines, for headaches. Uh, so I'm writing these things down so we can pray for them in, in a minute. Um, and... I shared it. I forget who had the word, and a couple, you know, we had a, a few hundred people there, so a number of people raised their hands. One was a guy in the sound booth named Brian. If Gary's out here, he'll remember Brian. Brian was awesome, um, and uh, and we prayed. And I didn't hear what had happened. I always love hearing afterwards. You know, when God does something, tell us, man. We'd love to hear it. And then probably a year later, Brian came up to me and he goes, "Hey." Remember that one Sunday when you guys shared and I, I was up in the sound booth and I raised my hands? He said, I've had migraines for years. And in a moment when you guys prayed, I was up there in the sound booth. I've never had a migraine since that moment. And so I was reminded of that this morning as I was driving in. And I, I think that God wants to heal someone of headaches uh, this morning. So we're going to pray for that um, in a minute. 
Um, but before we do, um, I had asked a couple people if, if they heard, if they felt like they had an impression from the Lord um, that, to share it and to let us know, and at least one of them uh, has. So uh, one, my oldest son, Josh, give him a big welcome. Um, so you got 90 seconds. 90 seconds. <laughs> okay. Um. Grandpa doesn't want me to talk. It's okay. Um, hey, so, yeah, as I was worshiping, Dad kind of um, asked me about this a while ago, but as I was worshiping, I felt like the Lord was speaking to me about left knee pain. Um, I think it was the left knee, and, it, and I also heard, like, a snowboarding accident. Um, so if anybody has had left knee pain. Do you want me to do it now? Yeah, go for it. Okay. We're going to take a risk. <laughs> All right. If anybody has left knee pain from a snowboarding accident, raise your hand. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I wasn't expecting anybody. <laughs> you were, you were kind of nervous. You know, the reason I, I, I did that is because he's got a history where I've seen God use him through this over the years. And so yeah. there's a track record there. I wouldn't just do that for anyone. So, so Sandy's right there. So Sandy, will you yeah. pray for Rebecca and um, the classes if you guys want to turn around? And, yeah, if anybody else wants to stretch out yeah, her yeah. hand, I'm just going to pray really Susie, quick. Susie, yeah. <sighs> yeah, Lord, we just thank you, um, God, that you know us so well, you know our history, and you know our future, and you know our present, and God, I just pray for right, right now, Lord, that all pain would leave her left knee right now in the name of Jesus, no pain. Holy Spirit, would you come and completely refresh her body, especially in her left knee, I just rebuke any trauma from that injury right now, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Um, you can let us know now or later how it feels. Does it does it hurt right now? It, it doesn't hurt while okay. you're sitting. Okay. Well, let us well you know. can test it out later. We won't put you on the spot right now. <laughs> let us know. That's good. Uh, uh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> I love my dad. He's so gracious. <laughs> um, also, while I was worshiping, I felt like uh, the Lord gave me a word for the church. And um, I... I grew up in this church for a long time. It was the only church that I had really been to. Um, and I know the history, and I know what this year has been, and I know it's been challenging. Um, but I also felt like the Lord was um, refreshing the church, and I felt like he was restoring passion for his presence, passion for him and for his people. And uh, there was one more thing, but I can't remember it at this time. So I just feel like the Lord is bringing a new thing and a fresh, a refreshing and a passion, um, especially with the people that are here. Um, and that's it. So God bless you. Amen. All right. Thank you, son. Okay. So um, we're going to pray for, we had a financial testimony, lawn shared, salvation testimonies. Um, think of somebody you know and love, you've been praying for that needs Jesus. We're going to pray for them in faith. We had a, a, a testimony for inner healing. Um, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand on specific things, but I will ask you to raise your hand and say it's one of them, <laughs> right? Um, there was healing in the hospital. There was life-saving protection. Hopefully, I mean, we could all take that, right? Um, and then back, I, actually, I'll raise my hand for the back because I, I need some, some healing in my back, um, and then also for headaches. So um, if you would like the Lord to do any of those things in your life right now, 
Would you just raise your hand? And um, if you don't mind, you know what? Actually, stand up. Um, sometimes it's like when we do something, it, we activate faith, and, and God responds to it. Let me tell you, I don't do this stuff just because I like to make people jump through hoops. It's because it's what sees results. And, and faith, God responds to faith. And so if it hurts or you need something, um, you can put your hand on where it hurts. For me, it's my lower back. Um, or you can put your hand in your heart, whatever. So, Father, um, thank you that there's a, a supernatural grace on these testimonies that went out today. And we just believe that you want to do it again. And we ask this morning that you would do it again, that you would be, bring financial provision in Jesus' name. We just speak provision in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray that you would give us faith to step out and tithe and be obedient and wisdom to budget. And as we do, uh, you would just provide for all of our needs as you do. You're a good provider. Lord, I pray for salvations. We know and love so many people who need you, God. Bring them to you. We have specific names on our minds right now. Bring that person to you today in Jesus' name. Lord, I ask that you would release inner healing um, and, and just as you've got your hand on your heart or wherever it is, Lord, I, I ask that you would, um, you would touch those places inside that were wounded and where there's, there's like scarring and, and it's like a black tree is growing. Jesus, would you touch that and just bring your light and reverse that and bring healing right now that no longer would we be operating from a wounded place, but from a healed, whole, and healthy place in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for... Um, for those in the hospital that need healing, thank you for those testimonies. I think of my friend's mom that, that is having trouble with um, breathing right now uh, through COVID. God, would you, would you restore her, her breath and, and her respiratory system right now? I pray for backs, um, including mine. In Jesus' name, backs be healed. Pain, leave. I want to pray for this one longer because it's mine, but I won't. Uh, and then, Lord, I also pray for uh, for headaches. If that's you, just put your hand on, on your head right now. And I, I just um, command headaches to stop today in Jesus' name. Whatever the cause of it is, um, if, it's, uh, if there's any unforgiveness in your life, just repent of that and forgive anyone. That, that can be a, a barrier and manifest in headaches or in other things. So in Jesus' name, with the authority of Jesus Christ, I command headaches to leave in your name. Amen. Amen. All right, Gary's going to close us in a song. And um, the prayer ministry.